there's a person from Nepal that follows us. Um, and he's such a good guy. His name's Ashwin. And he does his best at typing in English because he knows so much more English than I could ever speak of his language. But he is asking just simply, you know, can you take walk us back? Why is drug addiction, do you think, despite mounds of evidence, why is it defined as an incurable disease? <laughs> and he wants to know if there's any tips to either making sense of it or helping others make sense of this. Well, we come, you and I, from the United States, and there's a temperance tradition. Um, they actually, uh, America invented the disease theory of addiction around the turn of the century. Um, uh, a medical doctor who uh, uh, was a signer of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, Benjamin Rush, um, defined addiction as a disease, alcoholism as a disease. And it didn't take off right away. But in the 19th century, that idea became prevalent in the United States. By the way, for him, only spirits created the disease. Um, wine and um, punch and cider didn't. Hmm. So there were variations on that. And then in the temperance movement, just took over in America as part of a fundamental Protestantism, which doesn't exist everywhere. America is in a remarkably religious country. And ironically, it became more so in the 19th century. The founders of the United States of America never mentioned the word Jesus Christ. They talked about religion in deistic terms, like there's some greater power, um, some ultimate, it's, it's almost more like Buddhism than it is Christianity. But 19th century America turned back in a very basic way to fundamental Protestantism. And along with it came temperance and the idea that that was a marching pathway to hell. And once you started drinking, you went down that path and it was irreversible. Um, that, I, I have a eight panel a picture on my wall that describes a guy who started drinking a little bit of wine and he ends up in an insane asylum and uh, his daughter's a prostitute and he's murdered his wife. And that was the version that was cast out. And it eventually culminated in the United States, maybe not in Nepal, no other Western country. We had prohibition. Alcohol was illegal to be bought and sold and consumed publicly from 1920 to 1933. It's a little hard to imagine. And then we decided, well, let's not do that. And one reason we decided let's not do that was when the Depression came, a certain amount of people said, harm reduction-wise, you know, it's nice to have a drink. Yeah. Of course, people were drinking all along in the 20s, and there were terrible results. Some, Of course, Italian people made wine in their bathtubs, but other people were drinking all kinds of non-drinkable alcohol. And people decided economically, medically, and criminally, of course, there was Al Capone. You know, this prohibition thing wasn't working. They called it the great experiment. And what they translate, they went from temperance, which was alcohol led you to hell, to AA. Just temp uh, prohibition ceased in 1933. Uh, AA was created in 35, and the big book was written in 39. It transformed temperance to the idea that only an alcoholic was a person who drank and went in an irreversible path to hell, 
and they had to abstain forever because they were an alcoholic per se. And so we have a temperance tradition, thinking of this drug and alcohol use as a disease is steeped into our very souls in America. I don't know how you escaped it. I'm Jewish. Jews never quite got the whole temperance thing. The Jews as a group, I, I mean, they're not Christians for starters. They don't believe that you can turn to God and that he saves you. That's not a Jewish way of thinking. And Jews have a ceremony called a bris when a baby is circumcised. The first prayer they say to the baby is a prayer for wine, and they put wine on his lips, which is a good way to go if you're being circumcised. So mm-hmm. Jews have a hard time getting with temperance mentality. Some have managed it. Over, I mean, Gabor Mate is Jewish. He's not temperance, but he sort of goes along with AA. So he's, practiced, he's learned to try and go that way. But it's not a natural way of thinking. And so I'm an example on an awful lot of prominent people in the non-disease addiction field come from a Jewish background. Ethan Adelman, you know, with the Drug Policy Alliance. Um, Carol Tavers, other people. And so I've always looked at this in a way and saying, what are they talking about? And I've developed a different point of view. My point of view is not different. It's very Southern European. I think so when I meet Greek people, of course, Greek people have been very prominent in my life or Italian people. There's and French have a sense of alcohol much more like uh, Jewish peoples. So there are different worldviews. But America, America and some Northern European Protestant countries are so steeped in temperance and the disease theory is a natural segue from that, that it's just bred into their lifeblood. So I guess it's uh, as Ashwin is sort of fit, trying to figure out right now, he's right in thinking that it's a it's a really bizarre story that we've created to fit. Uh, and we've imposed it on other parts of the world. Right. It's you. It's common. Well, people, um, somebody told me a story where their daughter was big in AA and she went to Russia and they had group meetings, AA meetings, and they began the meeting with a shot of vodka. And, you know, she despaired. And uh, I I wrote a review for Will Godfrey about the, the Tsarina and they don't have, Russians don't have a temperance mentality. You have, they have a different way of viewing alcohol. In some places, intoxication is a fundamental part of experience. And our, the way we define it, we claim addictions to disease, and then we go, what the hell's the matter with those people? And for example, they did a cross-national study in Greece, and they couldn't make Greek people understand withdrawal. They couldn't get the concept across to them. And we say, what the hell's the matter with these people, these ignoramuses? And we don't realize that we have a point of view that we're imposing worldwide with results that haven't been good worldwide as, as bad as they've been here. 